Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Three Pillars of Faith podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Branch, and today we are going to be talking about revival. So what is revival? Revival is when God shows up in an isolated instance. So what I mean by that is you might hear of a certain place experiencing a move of God where people that are part of a congregation or what have you, they show up and they just don't want to leave. So can you imagine that? Can you imagine your church attendance uh, turning from a worship sermon, worship kind of situation to a worship sermon, worship, 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 and not closing out kind of situation? That is what revival is. It oftentimes spans well into the night. It'll go 24 hours a day and it'll go into weeks. Well, the reason why I'm talking about revival today is because that is precisely what we are witnessing out of Wilmore, Kentucky at Asbury University. It is a Christian university and revival began February 8th. It's still going. As of the recording of this message, it's still going. And not only is it still going, but even more people are showing up than what were originally there. People heard word that revival was taking place and they've driven there from thousands of miles away. Even some people attending from places like Brazil and Indonesia. So this has become an international kind of event. That is a very important marker that we're going to be diving into further as we talk about Great Awakenings. But let's talk a little bit more about revival first before we go into the Great Awakening segment. In 1906, Azusa Street revival began in the spring. Azusa is in California. Then in 1970, Asbury experienced a revival. So the same Asbury that we're talking about in this podcast, they experienced a revival in 1970. There's been other uh, revivals that have taken place as well, but right now I want to switch things over into the Great Awakening part of this podcast because the markers that we're seeing early on in this revival seem to be indicating that this is going to transfer into a Great Awakening kind of situation. Now, if you followed our... YouTube channel for any length of time, you know that I've been talking about how the Holy Spirit has really pressed me that revival is coming, revival is coming, revival is coming, and that we're on the brink of another awakening. So needless to say, this is something that I've studied, and because the Holy Spirit has put it on my heart to study, and I'm starting to see markers of what looks to be the next Great Awakening happening. But let's talk a little bit of history first. The first Great Awakening happened in um, between 19, I'm sorry, 1730s and 1770s. Now, an interesting note on that, the first Great Awakening, a lot of times George Whitfield is noted as being a primary uh, person leading the first Great Awakening, and he absolutely was a pillar in it. But some of the not as well-known information regarding it is that it actually really sparked in Enfield, Connecticut. Now, 
that's not far from where I am. That's in my neck of the woods. And I actually went to the location where there's a monument that pays tribute to what took place. Basically, Jonathan Edwards preached sinners in the hands of an angry God, and it wasn't the first time that he had preached it, but but God moved. I mean, God picked that place and he moved. And people were experiencing some intense things. There wasn't anything different than Jonathan Edwards had done to modify his sermon. He wasn't evangelical about it. He just delivered a straightforward message that God had put on his heart to deliver. And right in my backyard in Enfield, Connecticut, there stands a monument to what took place. That sermon, it sparked the first Great Awakening. It spread from Connecticut, from Enfield, Connecticut, all along the Connecticut River Valley. And then it started to spread into multiple states. And that's really where we start to meet George Whitfield and where George Whitfield became so uh, such a dominant presence in the movement. But how humbling is it, especially for me, knowing that this is in my backyard where, where the Holy Spirit just sparked something so absolutely incredible. I've gone to that monument before, and it is, it is an experience. You can feel it. You can feel how that energy still exists, that even though it spans such a long period of time, you can still feel the significance of what took place there. And in an environment like we're currently in, people who are spiritually attuned to things like that are going to feel it much more heavily because, because really it's, um, you know, it's a, it's something that we want to experience in our current day, but we know that it's going to, it's going to manifest differently. And there's that kind of, there's that kind of nostalgia feeling that comes with wanting to experience that thing in our modern day. The only difference being that, you know, it's not technically part of our history, like our individual history. So this, so the, the nostalgia becomes something that is a little bit different than how we normally associate nostalgia. This is something different entirely. This is like longing for something that is that we know God promises and that we know this world really needs right now. So let's move on to the Second Great Awakening. The Second Great Awakening happened between 1795 and 1835. Now, there have been... Um, there's been discussion about, you know, whether or not a, another great awakening will happen. There's some schools of thought that think that it's not going to happen. There's others that do believe that it is going to happen. What I can say is that in, in the Bible, we clearly see that in the last days, God is going to pour out his spirit on all mankind, all humankind, if you will. That that means that there has to be a significant move of God because his word tells us this. Now, we we also have to look at the fact that it's referencing the last days. And when it references the last days, it's talking about the last days prior to the end of the church age. 
So it's the last creation days, which would be the fifth and the sixth day of creation. So God has a seven day creation calendar, right? Well, we're on the fifth and this and the sixth creation day, more specifically the sixth. We're, we're nearing the end of the church age. So it stands to reason that there's going to be a, a, a great move of God as we make that transition from the church age to what would be noted in the book of Revelation as the great tribulation. It's that transition period that will then bring in that seventh creation day, which is the millennial rule and reign of Christ. So before I move on to the components of this story that are that are looking like this has the markers of a great awakening taking place, I just want to make note that it's awfully interesting that this started on February 8th. Eight is a number that represents new beginnings. And when you when you put it together, so you, when you get like three eights in a row, that's like resurrection power. That's Jesus power. That is like, that's like, again, resurrection of Jesus power. But eight in a singular sense, it, it represents new beginnings. How how applicable is it that that this would start on a day that represents a new beginning for the church a new beginning for for the body of Christ and i think that's exactly where this is heading it's no coincidence that this is literally international there's people from brazil and indonesia that are flying in to take part of this i mean the lines are out the door they had to open up additional room for people to come in. And the testimonies are astounding. And there, you know, one of the beautiful things that, about this and the videos that I'm seeing is that people are not focused on one another. They're focused on God. They're focused on, on being in his presence. And that is precisely what is needed in the church today. That is exactly what needs to happen. And it's happening now, some interesting news on this, it does appear that it's spreading. There's a Christian university in Ohio that's now experiencing an outpouring on their campus. This is not a coincidence, and that is precisely how Great Awakenings start. They start in a revival kind of situation, but it spreads, and that's what launches a Great Awakening, is that spreading component. Now, I remember in, in prophetic worship in the spring of last year, I saw, um, it was like I was out in, I was outside of the world. It was like I was in space and I saw dark, it was dark, but, and primarily I was over the United States, but I saw all these fires breaking out all over the country. And if you know your scripture, the fire represents, it represents the Holy Spirit. So to me, I looked at that and I was like, that's got to be, that's got to be fires of revival. It's got to be fires of revival. So the Holy Spirit has been pressing this issue with me for some time now. And it's such a blessing to be able to witness it. I mean, I literally had, I had moments earlier where I was just, I was just, I was so moved and I had tears in my eyes and a smile on my face because I know exactly what is coming it is going to be one of the greatest moves of God's Holy Spirit that, that has ever been recorded. It is going to be amazing, and it is so timely. You always see these things happen in moments that are 
that are very dark moments because that is the nature of God. God, he's like a magnet attracted to need. He always meets us when we reach out to him and especially as days grow darker. So it's it's absolutely, I mean, uh, the, I'm reminded of, of a passage in scripture where it talks about how the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And my prayer is that the laborers become plentiful because there are going to be a lot of people who need the leadership of those who know, who know the scriptures, who have a relationship with God. There's going to be a lot of people that need to, to help those people who are coming into the faith and having these experiences with Jesus. And not because, not because God has to have us. It's, it's a privilege to be able to serve him. It's, it's in our heart to please him. And part of that is loving on other people. This is going to be incredible. So the other thing, um, so now let's transition into the great awakening part of this, because I do believe that we're seeing markers that this is going to transform into a great awakening. And not only, so the first one, so the first marker is that it's now happening at a university in Ohio. That's the spreading component. It's like a wildfire when that fire gets going and it just starts to spread. It's like, wow, get out of the way because this thing's going to take off. So that spreading component is part of what of what we see with the Great Awakening, where it now starts to span into more areas than just one isolated area, where it starts to spread into not only other parts of your state, but other states. So here's the other part of this. This one was a huge takeaway for me. This is what it means to, to be able to understand or discern the times and and to understand or discern God's move when God is moving in something. Well, Tucker Carlson covered this story on his show. And on his show, they literally titled this Spiritual Awakening. They didn't title it Revival. Everybody's been calling it a revival. This, they actually titled it Spiritual Awakening. Now, whether they intended to or not, that's not really what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about how when you're looking for prophetic moves of God, when you're looking for a prophetic word from God or, or for God to just speak prophetically inside of your situation, those are the kinds of things that you see. You start to see a convergence of his presence inside of one singular, um, one singular theme. And the theme in this appears to be a great awakening. Now, of course, they didn't, they didn't title it Great Awakening, but I mean, what better word or, or closer word would you, would you come to than a spiritual awakening? I think that this is an announcement from God. This is an announcement from God that that is precisely what we are standing on the brink of. And it is an honor. It is, an, it is a privilege to be able to serve the Lord in moments like these. This is what the church has been waiting for. It has been waiting for the presence of God to move in such a way that it just spreads everywhere. And and we forget about all of this comparing ourselves to one another and we just get hungry and we get on fire for the presence of the Holy Spirit. That is precisely what we are standing on the brink of. It is an, an, an amazing time to be alive. This is like the, it's like the curtain call, right? The last curtain call. And I'm hoping, and I am praying that the church rises in this hour. It appears that the church is, 
And I find that so very encouraging because I know that there's been contention inside of the church. I know there's been apostasy. I know that there has been a falling away inside of the church. But now is God's time to shine. And he's, look, he's, he's driving this vehicle. He's in the driver's seat. He has got the wheel. And I am just like, just let me be in this vehicle with you, Lord. And I, I hope that that is the call that's on all of your hearts as well. May this be that hour. And I truly, truly believe with all of my heart that it is indeed that hour. Okay. Thank you guys for tuning in. God bless you. Stay tuned. I am sure there is going to be astounding news that comes in the aftermath of the beginnings of this situation. And we are going to be talking about it. We are going to be experiencing it. And what a, what an honor and privilege it is to be able to do that and also be alive at this time, right? God, God had... He has all of us here at this time for a reason, to fulfill our God-given purpose. And it is such an honor and a privilege to be able to do that, to serve him and hopefully serve him in a way that, that pleases him above all else. That's one of the beautiful things about revival, right? It's all about God. It's all about him. And it's amazing when he moves because it's undeniable. There's just there's, you just can't deny it. I mean, some of the stories you guys would be blown away, but we have, we all have to have our own experiences with the Lord. And that's what I'm praying for each and every person who is under the sound of my voice right now, that you have your own experience with God. Okay. Until next time, uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook and you can find us on Instagram. We are growing and we'll be launching the website soon as well. All right, until next time, God bless you all and take care.